What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. This episode is going to be a little bit different, so I'm going to tell you about it first and foremost. The first little bit that you're going to hear in this episode, I'm talking with a man by the name of John Casimus. And John is attempting something... He's attempted something pretty crazy. What he is trying to do is he's trying to break the world record time for killing a turkey Grand Slam. The, the, you know, the Grand Slam, everyone knows what I'm talking about, all the four subspecies, Eastern, Osceola, Rio, Merriam. He's trying to do it in 36 hours. But the really cool thing about it, and the main reason we're talking about it on here, is he is using it to raise awareness and money for the NWTF. So you're going to hear me and John talk about that briefly, and then right after that, we will go to a conversation with T-Roy and myself from the Kudzu camp and what's been going on in the past week with the turkey activity. Uh, we break some hunts down, talk about what worked, what didn't work. We talk about spooking turkeys, getting turkeys in gun range, killing turkeys, just everything around turkey hunting and, and things that we could pull. That's one of the things we like to do is take hunts and kind of dissect them, pull them apart, figure out what made them work, what made them not work. Um, and yeah, I think there's a really a lot of good stuff in there that we all could learn from. I know I learned some stuff from them. Um, so I think you'll enjoy this episode. A couple quick things before we get into it. Primo's YouTube channel, we're uploading new content up there constantly. Go to YouTube, type in Primo's Hunting. Should be the first channel to pop up. Make sure you check that out. The Will Primo's Signature Turkey Vest is available now. I know a ton of y'all have been asking for that ever since we said we were coming out with it. Well, it is available now. You can go to primos.com and check that out. And lastly, the Onyx Hunt app. I can't talk enough about it. Truly something that we use every single day. I can't say enough good things about it. In this episode, you're going to hear a hunt we talk about with T-Roy and myself where I'm not lying. That The Onyx Hunt app saved that hunt. There's, there's no doubt about it. So check out the Onyx Hunt app today. Use the promo code PRIMOS20 to save 20% off your Onyx Hunt membership. Enjoy the episode. On the podcast with me right now is a man by the name of John Casimus, and I, I'm bring, we're bringing you on here today because I just heard about this at the end of last week, and at the, I heard about it, and I was like, we've got to get this guy on to talk about this because this is pretty – I'm going to let you explain what you're doing. I'm not going to try to do it. I'm just going to lead with this a pretty crazy thing you're trying to pull off here. So why don't you just give me kind of a brief overview of what you're trying to do. Yeah, thanks so much, uh, Lake. I appreciate it. You know, for most of the people that don't know me, but the ones that do know that I like to do stuff that's really difficult and to accomplish things in my life that other people look at and go, how in the world did you do that? And whether it was, you know, playing football in Alabama or my, 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 my stuff I've done with my business and starting Zoe's Kitchen and um, with what we're doing now with Crazy Cas Boys and then a lot of like athletic things like ultra marathons and and all that. And, but this is something unique. And the reason we're doing this is, um, is strictly to raise awareness for conservation and, and, and saving animals and creating habitat for animals. And so what we decided to do, it's turkey season for all that. All you guys know that we're going to try to break the world record for the fastest grand slam turkey hunt in history. And we're going to try to do it uh, the record is 46 hours, but we're going to try to do it in under 36 hours. Uh, and if that doesn't work, hopefully to break the record. And I know that sounds absolutely insane. And how are we going to do that? Uh, we're going to do that by, I'm a pilot. And so we're, I'm going to be flying us and we're going to start in, uh, we've got four spots we're going to. We're going to South Dakota. Uh, we're going to Kansas and we're going to Alabama and Florida. And we're, we're using the map for the NWTF map based on the subspecies of turkeys. And yeah, you can kill a Merriam in different places like Nebraska, but we're going to where uh, the NWTF map is. And I bring up the NWTF because all of the, all of the funds that we're raising are going to uh, support the NWTF. And, uh, and so what we're doing is, we have a website called under36.com, under36.com, and it's really cool. All people do is go to that website, and they sign up, and the first thing they're asked to do is to guess the time it's going to take us to complete this Grand Slam. And how that timing is going to work, Lake, is that it's from the first shot of the first bird to the last shot of the fourth bird. And then they go in and they make a donation. The minimum donation is $35, but here's the good part. Uh, we're going to give each person who donates $25 gift card to Bass Pro Shop. 
So the net cost is $10, plus they get a year membership to the NWTF. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And, and then uh, they also have an opportunity for raffles that we're going to be doing over 40 raffles for over $25,000 worth of giveaways, anything from Yeti coolers to Primo's calls, you name it. We've got so much merchandise and it's really just for the fun of it, for us to have a great time. But at the end of the day, it's all about raising funds for the NWTF. Mm. So what, like, let me ask this question. What prompted you to just from, I'm going to take this question two different ways. What prompted you to, to, feel the you know to have the motive to go i i want to this needs to be done to raise money for the nwtf right now was there something specific or, or what what caused you to have that the desire to do that for the nwtf well my buddy slade johnson of trips of trips for trade he came up with the idea of hey we should try to break this world record and when we started talking about it that sounds really great but you know there's certain things you can do out there that you know the general public or um, may not really think that's a great idea or it's maybe um, exposing hunting in a bad light uh, and different things like that. So, you know, today with the, the craziness that's going on in the world, you just don't understand how people are going to take anything out there in the world. And so, you know, with saying that, we certainly didn't want to do something like this and, and have it create a negative impact. And so I said, OK, let's go do this, but let's go do this because it's kind of crazy and let's turn it around and try to raise money for charity and the most natural charity uh, that we felt like that was a really great organization tied to turkey hunting would be the NWTF. And for those of you who don't understand that that organization over, you know, since the life of that they've started, they've secured over 20 million acres of land for, for all Americans to use for recreation and, uh, and to make sure that it's never going to be developed. And then they've also are fully responsible for the reintroduction of wild turkeys in every state in the U.S. Uh, except Alaska. And so that's just incredible mm -hmm. that everybody gets to have that national bird, you know, in their home state. And that's all really um, thanks to the NWTF. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's no question in how impactful and how, how helpful the NWTF is to what we do and what we all love and being turkey hunters and conservation and everything. Um, what, like, I guess I, is there any like logistics that you can give away as far as, I mean, I'm just trying to wrap my head yeah, around yeah. how crazy your life is going to be starting tomorrow, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it's crazy. It's crazy right now. I mean, we've got a, a film crew here that is great and they filmed my cooking series that I did for spy point cameras called darn hungry. And they're out of Kansas. So mm -hmm. we flew those guys here and again, I want everybody to understand. So I'm funding this trip myself. I'm personally paying for everything. I'm paying mm. for the film crew. I'm paying for all the transportation myself, all the gas, everything that we're doing, the lodging, you know, everything I'm paying for is a pure donation to be able to put this event on in order to raise funds for the NWTF. So we're not taking any money that's being raised and paying for jet fuel or anything like that. And so um, logistically speaking tomorrow, you know, we've had to wait. We only have about a 10 day window where the seasons are all lined up based on that map of species from the NWTF. So that was the real tricky part. Cause you just didn't know how the weather was going to be, but tomorrow the weather for the next couple of days are going to be really great in pretty much all these locations. And so we felt like that that was the day to start. Uh, we still, you know, we know that the turkey in Alabama is going to be the hardest to kill for sure. These Easterns, as you know, living in Mississippi, it's they're really difficult birds to, to kill. And we, we finally found a farm. We're not hunting my farm. We're hunting uh, a friend's farm that's got some turkeys that don't really ever get hunted much. And they're real, they're, they're pretty systematic uh, of being in certain places at certain times. So we feel like we've got a good chance, but you know, that's going to be really the wild card is getting the Eastern done. And then once we do that, we've got a really unique little place in Florida. We're actually hunting Lake, a 40 acre farm in Florida. Um, but it's unique in that it's right next oh, wow. to a bunch of public land. And, uh, and so the birds get a lot of pressure uh, on the public land and they end up in this little small, small little farm that a friend of mine owns. And, uh, and so anyway, we're doing a trade uh, uh, through trips for trade, which uh, Slade has. And so I'm trading this guy, uh, a deer hunt at my farm uh, for a turkey hunt at his farm down in uh, Florida. So we'll be there. And then we're hunting an Indian reservation in South Dakota. 
uh, and then a we're hunting in Kansas and just uh, a private farm in Kansas. And we've got some outfitters that are helping us out up there that just really heard about this and wanted to to participate and to you know be a part of this. So we're real thankful, and we've been getting pictures of birds. And so the birds are there, but again, you just never know if an eagle's going to come by or a bobcat or um, you know, somebody riding a, <laughs> riding a horse through there, or you just never know what's going to happen once you get there. And then we also have to get there with the airplane and it's a lot of traveling and I'm the one flying the airplane. So logistically speaking, you're right. It's, it's quite a challenge. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I'm probably, you know, I, I know personally I'll be watching very eagerly or trying to keep up very eager, eagerly with how this is going. So, um, before I let you, let you go here, one thing I want to make sure that to get you to, ham- to um, emphasize again is how how can folks uh, keep up with this? How can they keep up with the progress? How make sure that you you mention all that because I want as many folks to to follow along with this as possible. It's, it's for such a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. So it's real, real simple. All they need to do is go to under36.com. So that's under36 with the number three and six. They go there. There's ex- self-explanatory how to do this. They have to enter in the time and then they sign up. They make a donation uh, of the minimum donation of $35. All of the hashtag, excuse me, all of my um, social media uh, links are there to be able to follow us live along the way. We're going to go live a bunch during this process to let people kind of see what we're doing behind the scenes. Uh, And then, you know, once they're set up, they're able to do that. In the event someone doesn't want to make a donation and that's just not what they want to do, they're not financially able to do so, they can certainly follow at all my um, social media sites, which are linked to uh, right there on the on the page, they can sign up on the page and do all that. And so um, it's all there at under36.com. Um, super simple. And listen, we're we're really excited. We're gonna do, we're gonna give it our best shot. And I know we're gonna have a lot of fun. I'll be tired when it's all done, but we just thank you guys for supporting us. Uh, I know we've got a double bull, the surround view that was that we've got and we're super excited about using that i haven't been in one of those yet so i I can't wait i've seen the commercials and i was just shocked when i saw it so i'm pumped about that i've got my new calls um you know i'm a like i don't know you know i'm a really really accomplished bow hunter and i like to kill big animals i'm you can uh, well i don't have the video on but i was a bunch in this lodge but when it comes to turkey and i know how to kill a turkey but i'm not the best caller and what was really cool is i know that the first time will sent me some um some calls it was amazing right out of the box. And I'm listen, I, I'm not sponsored by you guys or anything, but I'll just tell you out of all the turkey calls out there for an intermediate caller, when you pull one of those calls out of the box, like I can make a really nice Yelp with it and other calls, it takes me forever to break them in. So I got my calls and uh, we're ready to go. We're going to leave super early in the morning and get going. And so I just hope everybody follows along and, and supports us. And it's for a great cause. It's absolutely for a great cause. Man, look, um, we appreciate what you're doing for conservation and from the and for the NWTF. Uh, I'm going to let you go. Honestly, I, I could probably sit here and pick your brain about this crazy thing you're trying to pull off for a lot longer. But I know with it being right on the eve of it, you're a busy guy today. So we're going to let you go. Um, we'll be eagerly watching uh, your progress there. Uh, best of luck to you and and thank you. Hey, my pleasure, Lake. Thanks so much. Appreciate the support, buddy. Yeah, man. We'll see you. Okay. Appreciate you. Bye bye. Okay, so now we are sitting in. We're at the Kudzu camp, me and T. Roy, mm-hmm. and uh, you just listened to that conversation I had with Mr. I can't kill one turkey in thirty-six hours, much <laughs> less four. It's a pretty crazy thing he's trying to pull off. I can't stay up thirty-six hours. I'm trying to. I mean, he has that. He has that website, and he can And obviously, he explained it just then, like how he's trying to plan it all out with starting. I think he started pretty sure starting in alabama and then they're obviously flying to each state after that yeah being able to being able to coordinate that to where you got to go to hunt all four subspecies at the the right time of the year Mm -hmm. where every season's open because you and i both know a lot of them's not open when you want to yeah so to be able to do that at that certain time and on top of that think about are the birds going to be ready or they're not you know what i mean yeah there's a lot of variables weather involved in it and and you know the pressure that you put on the, the pressure that we put on ourselves as turkey hunters is through the roof anyway yeah um to me you know luckily at 55 years old i've gotten to the point now where if i just hear one in the morning i consider it successful <laughs> uh, just like it was this morning with jimmy we went on a wing and a prayer not knowing what was there and all of a sudden three of them just 
start gobbling i'm like hey we in the game yeah yeah and man. and if i was doing a 36 i would do i'd be screwed already because we didn't kill nothing this morning yeah well technically he said the way that and unless i got this wrong i'm pretty sure the time starts from the second you kill turkey number one okay well, so that makes sense but still you, no yeah that that makes makes a big difference in my book so yeah that's why I, I mean it's still a lot <laughs> but i think like that the timer actually starts from because you can't you know once you kill I guess if he's going after Eastern first, once you kill the Eastern, the the time starts for you to kill an Osceola, a Rio, and a Merriam. Which what, what if you what if you get a flat tire on the plane? That man, I, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of things that could happen. For I mean, it's like it's a big undertaking for sure. But the thing that's cool about it, obviously, is is that he's doing it all for the NWTF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, that's our main reason for supporting it. Obviously, I mean we're yeah. Because I mean, think about it. Without without hunters, without conservationists, and without hunters and conservationists dollars and people like the NWTF and many other organizations, he wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah. How do you how do you go hunt turkeys in four different subspecies in thirty six hours without organizations and folks like us and a reason to do it and yeah. a reason to do it? Yeah. yeah. So that I mean, and honestly, that's that's our main. That is our as as primos that's our main reason for supporting this thing is because it is all for donating and raising money for the nwtf mm -hmm. and what they're doing for conservation mm -hmm. so um obviously I'll, I'll be a little eager to see how it how it works out for him you know because again i mean that is quite the challenge but i bet he's not videoing none of this i think he is actually really? yeah got somebody going with him to video it? yeah well, he, I'm glad he, I'm he glad he don't have me because you know me. Y'all know me. I'll be sitting behind you going, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's videoing it, I think, for documentation purposes if he does break the record. So, well, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be cool to, to, to see if he does it. And yeah. So, yeah, well, um, obviously, y'all listen to that conversation. So if you find yourself in, in willing to do so and able to do so, it's for a good cause. Money goes to the NWTF. Mm -hmm. So um, follow along with that. Um, and moving forward, I and guess. I'm sure he's on every platform, isn't he? Like Facebook, yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yep. Um, so there's that. And from there, I guess we can talk into. And there's a lot of action to cover. Ooh, the last seven days of turkey season in Mississippi have been incredible. They've been a lot. They've been very good. They've been very mentally taxing for me personally. <laughs> well, you know, it's. Um, I think. For you, I, I think we've all, I shouldn't say I think, I know we've all been in that boat um, when it comes to, to missing. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's those misses where you go, I know what happened. And then those those misses where you turn to your buddy, i.e. one of us because we film in each other all the time, where you turn to your buddy and go, what happened? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Man, dude, like I, when we recorded, so last week's podcast – when we recorded that, when we recorded that the day that I missed the turkey on Kudzu East, mm -hmm. and me and Jordan had that discussion, and I was like, man, I'm in a slump right now, and I've, I've this has happened to me before, and I've talked. The funny thing is, is I've learned, one, you know, I've always been that kind of person, like I, I know there's some folks if they miss they don't want to say a word about it. They don't want anyone to know right. that they missed. Yeah, it's and, a pride thing. And I'm like, man like you're gonna miss you That's know right. i mean even if you do it like me apparently i get in these slumps where once i once i start missing it takes a while for me to get out we of that all do. uh but once i like you know kind of just made, was open about it like hey i missed these turkeys you know people were like man i did that too it's just you know people but i oh, mean it, it's it's just gonna happen so as far as NMP, like i said jordan's like man people are gonna give you grief about this i'm like yeah it's deserved i mean you know well, you the, the, the fact of the matter is is if, if if you had an answer as to why whether it was you know you change something on you on your your makeup as far as your gun or your shell combination or whatever or you you had to grab an old shell that you didn't know i mean I, look at look in alabama how many years do i go to alabama every time i go to alabama i gotta shoot turkeys twice <laughs> on that farm why yeah. i don't know i do know part of it is because my eyesight was so bad yeah and i didn't know it and then i got that fixed last august and was excited about it and had an incredible elk season and my eyesight was doing good and then i got covid back um in october and now i can't see squat yeah it's worse than it's ever been so my deal was i my deal was i don't know no and you may never know I don't know. I, the only thing I can figure is that unless I think both of them, or even the one that I ended up getting, 
per se yeah. is that I, I think because even like so the one we talked about last week the the one that we've already spoken about on here was on last week's episode same deal like i'm watching the turkey i'm fine you know i'm not like falling mm-hmm. apart or anything and the only thing i can figure is like right when i realize it's go time and i'm talking not when i'm saying go time like i'm looking at the turkey i'm talking about point of okay now's the time i'm shooting him now you know mm-hmm. the only thing i can think is i'm just jerking the trigger and pulling it a little bit that's I, the only thing i can figure i can tell you what i can attest it to for you on on that last turkey that you missed because i was videoing it when they come in that calm and not knowing there's no issues nowhere you tend to get so engrossed in watching them mm-hmm. that sometimes you wind up just having both eyes open and you really especially shooting a bushnell sight like we do now red dot mm-hmm. when you're looking through that you, it's almost like a scope sometimes i've caught myself and i've done it deer hunting get a deer in a scope and just pull the trigger and realize what am i doing you didn't even look at the crosshairs yeah and sometimes you get to watching them and it's almost like watching them in a viewfinder and you watch them watch them watch them and then my signal to you was let him get past that stick because there was a stick in the yeah. way that covered the whole turkey yep. and when he came up from around, around that stick i said all right kill him when you can and when you squeeze the trigger i saw him go straight up i figured he's just going to go straight up and land on his yeah. back and that sucker landed on his feet and i was like what and then it, jordan boom yeah. rolled him out it's the thing like and like we've like i made a post about it like is it, he i don't know what i did like i'm not proud so here's what like so i shot and i hit the turkey mm-hmm. i hit the turkey but obviously i did not hit him good to crumple him yeah no he was facing you dead dead straight on yeah and a little bit quarter and you you hit him a little bit the edge the right. of my pattern yeah. yeah yeah so i think the who knows i mean i think he would have been especially after like looking at the turkey after we after we got him i think we would have ended up getting him but i'm also glad jordan was there with the Mm follow-up shot as well uh i've done that bow hunting i really have you get to watching a deer coming in or an elk and you get so engrossed in them you you draw back and you you shoot and you actually want to see you already got your hands on him before you pull the trigger sometimes yeah. and i think i think that's kind of especially when when the hunt because think about it how many times have you killed turkeys like mine a couple of days after you killed yours it was really kind of a snapshot yeah i mean the turkey showed up came over the ridge turned around he was walking off and i had to shoot him like i would duck hunting yeah still had to aim at him but it was a quick shot and it seems like the ones that you do miss or the ones that you that are, that are like how did i miss that it was like right yeah. there yeah yeah which and i knew because like I knew he was – it all happened so fast. But I knew he was hit because of the way he, like, kind of flipped up right. in the air. Yeah. But the same kind of deal. When he, when he like, landed and then was on his feet and started trotting off, it was like, what? Yeah. I was just so <laughs> – I couldn't figure out what yeah. had happened. Yeah. And uh, and for me, it was weird because I'm looking in the viewfinder, and I got you and the turkey in the same frame. And then that second shot goes off, and you, you didn't move. And I'm like, how did that happen? And I forgot – jordan sitting right next yeah to you. we were think. i mean like we were i was about to get back on the turkey try to shoot him but luckily jordan was there to put the finishing shot on him and i went i was like Phew. okay <laughs> it was it was a lot to take in like and i, I don't know like I said, i'm not sitting here with any kind of excuses to to no, say to anybody i'm not I, i'll say one thing the thing that i hated about it the most and some people say because i've said i've said this to some of my friends and some people are like ah you're worrying about that too much is i and i've said this before i i do not like like when i see a turkey i just i love it so much i appreciate mm-hmm. the bird i love turkey hunting so much that's probably why i've had my issues so much because because i get so amped up because i'm mm-hmm. so i just i do i, I love this more well, than any other thing that we do it's hard to get amped up on that scene because it's yeah matter of fact i think you ought to post that freeze shot yeah. of your that, that's probably one of the prettiest scenes i've seen this year yeah up until that yesterday morning with jordan but but uh i i don't i I don't like it which we ended up getting him it's fine but i do not like that i injured him before right, killing him right. you know i just don't and like we because jordan like i said jo- jordan shot him pretty much in the body to finish which is the smart thing to do you yeah. know when injured turkey you, yeah you know. just and just just aim center mass and let it fly yeah and i had like maybe I look. I mean, I looked at. It, I think I had like maybe three pellets in his head. Yeah. So if for some reason Jordan hadn't been there for a follow-up shot and we we didn't get him, even though he, you know, I would have felt so well, terrible. And that's why we always, you know, in today's world, I can remember 25 years ago, turkey guns 
didn't shoot nowhere near like they do now. And you and you look you look at your pattern when you pull the trigger, how tight that is at fifteen yards. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost to the point, especially now me with my eyesight like it is, I've, I've got to have some kind of e- either rifle sights or I can't do a bead anymore because I just can't see the bead on the end of my gun. So the way the guns are nowadays and, and having that confidence in your gun and knowing how your gun shoots is is so key. And you know, you shot that gun, you've killed mm-hmm. turkey with it, you killed turkeys in Florida. Uh, a couple of weeks prior to that, it's, it's man, look, you have these people that, that look at you when you do miss, and if they want to beat you down, I can promise you, if they beat you down and they tell you they've never missed, they've never shot at many turkeys. Yeah. I can assure you of that. Well, like, I mean, obviously, I'm not proud that I did it, um, but it happened, and I'm not going to act like it didn't happen. I just, yeah, it is what it is. Look, uh, I think we've talked about this once before in the podcast. You and I, uh, we were, I hunted with somebody years ago in Texas. I'm not going to mention no names. It wasn't when I was working here at Primo's. Um, and it was if I mentioned their name, people would go like, <gasps> but he missed a turkey sitting with me twice mm-hmm. in Texas and literally told me that it better not show up anywhere. And then, a matter of fact, they wanted me to give him the tape to make mm-hmm. sure it didn't show up anywhere. And I'm like, no, it's going to show up. And, and it's going to be what it's going to be. You, you, you just – you missed. It's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I look at it this way. You miss 100% of the shots you never take. <laughs> if well, you don't pull the trigger, you don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, so it's like as, as I, I approach it the last way, you know, if, if y'all want to make jokes, make jokes. Well, I, I deserve think, it. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> like, it's it, fine. And I think the Here's biggest it. thing for you is you know you hit him. And, and, and some pellets did get in him. Um, and, and I'm like you, nobody wants to make anything suffer, especially yeah. as much as we respect them. Believe you me, I absolutely, I re, like I'm not exaggerating here. I absolutely hate that I did that. Yeah. I really do. Like I, I just because I don't, I don't like it. I want to put them out quick, but it's not what happened. So the only thing I can do is just take that and just focus more next I time, a, I guess. I was try. really expecting a little deja vu. I was expecting Jordan to get up and take off running like he did when he missed that one in Iowa with you and I. Yeah. And see if we – because now that he lost all that weight, I was expecting him to just, like, come out of the gate just like Hussein Bolt. Well, <laughs> believe me, had he uh, had he not crumpled on that sec- second shot, oh, yeah. that is what it was about. Well, yeah. if the guns weren't pulling – well, I promise you, if that – all the shots would have been expelled before <laughs> – running took place but that turkey was not we were going to get him you know it just uh and what a hunt it's and it's it's almost like all the hunts that have happened like that in the last six to seven days here uh nothing really right off the limb but we're getting on them like seven seven thirty in the morning yep it's late morning yeah. mid-morning has been golden it's been and i i've said this before and and folks that have followed along with the podcast from the second we started talking about turkey season well, from the second we started talking about turkey season since it was in, I, I've said it before, I think the way turkeys react to a call or respond to a call, it kind of goes on like a bell curve. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is sometimes in the early season when they're flocked up, you have to be, they're kind of in the in the close section of that bell curve. You have to be pretty tight to them to get them to do anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas yep. to like last week, you started seeing it to where the it changed which it makes sense it was april in mississippi that's usually when it's you know common knowledge or rule of thumb that's when it starts getting better mm-hmm. you know there's not as many hens available turkeys start getting more responsive and that turkey the one that we're talking about um we didn't get anything on the roost we dr- we made our way over to that spot later uh we were me and you and jordan were walking i got out my slate and yelped and he answered the first time he was what like 400 yards i think yeah he was actually not far from where you and I got on a group of turkeys three days prior to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we made our way towards him, and he came pretty quick. It didn't take him long. Yeah. Because, uh, because we were where he wanted to be, and we knew that place. We knew about that saddle. And me personally, I'm, I'm a firm believer that a saddle, a wildlife trail, especially out west but here anywhere where whether it's deer turkey elk or whatever they all use the same terrain well what was interesting about that and the thing that's been so fun about hunting here at kudzu is a lot of places around here not just for primos but hunting around in mississippi this is the most topography i've ever hunted in in this in this state yeah Yeah. um they say the they say the ice age caused it 
It might, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know nothing about all that. I wasn't here, but I, I know, <laughs> I know there's some ravines and some gullies around here that you can start off at the top and it'd be warm and you get down to the bottom and you're like, I'm staying down here. It's nice and cool. Nice and cool. Yeah. But it's been interesting in the thing, like to your point. So we knew that, that saddle per se, mm-hmm. where we ended up shooting that turkey at days prior, you already referenced it when me and you got on those group of turkeys, we couldn't see that saddle from there, but we heard like we were listening to a turkey we heard a turkey and know he was he was on the side hill of that yeah. saddle and then he was on that saddle and then he crossed it so and we're he like had all the opportunity to world to come up right there where we were and come across that wide open food plot and and he would have had to climb two steep hills to do it but instead he went all the way around went through the saddle and came around and came came right to us yeah. but he came from another direction so we knew that that saddle was somewhere that they would they would cross or they would mm-hmm. use and that that led to getting the shot at that turkey you remember that big ten point we was trying to kill this year, that wide one? Mm-hmm. That's where he lived. Yeah. That saddle was his his crossover in that ridge right there every day. Mm-hmm. Still ain't killed him. Well, he's dead now. Neighbor, yeah, we think our so. Na- our neighbor got him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like I said, I wanted to get the, the miss and poor shooting talk out of the way. I know I've talked about this for the past two podcasts now, but, you know, it's just I'm not, I'm not yeah. proud of it. But I'll tell, I'll it is what like, it is. Like Mr. Fox told me a long time ago, Mr. Fox Hayes, when I was working at Mossy Oak, when I missed one time, he said, oh, T-Roy, don't worry about it. He said, you'll forget about it in about mm, two or three years. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, it's it's part of it. I, I do know this. The weather's been incredible for us this week. Um, we've had a couple of cool mornings um, after you got your turkey um, the other morning, and it became uh, my turn to hunt. Mm-hmm. and i hadn't hunted in mississippi yet this year and you and i went and we had a morning that i, I literally think from the time it broke day and we heard the first turkey till uh, what 11 30 12 o'clock we was on turkeys yeah everywhere we went we got on turkeys and mm-hmm. had some had some mishaps where i couldn't get a shot at one that we 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 should have killed uh, and then we called in some goblin jakes and then got on another turkey that we sat on to for a long time. And then that afternoon, wind got to blowing pretty hard. And um, all we really were doing, you and I, was decide to go look at some places and see if we could see any sign or see any turkeys out in some open food plots or whatever to try to get an idea of where we needed to be the next morning. And um, lo and behold, we coming back from a spot. I spooked a turkey, walked, in, walk, walked into a food plot. Mm-hmm. Don't do that don't do that don't don't if you know there's a food plot there and you know that turkey sometimes frequent frequent that food plot maybe crow or owl or do something right before you walk up to it don't just walk up to it thinking you know what happened i was looking at the tracks in that mud puddle (laughs) and when i looked up they were standing in the food plot so it's my fault it's one of them deals that uh you know it's it's like the the second you even if you're not meaning to it's like the second you let your guard down you you go that was stupid yeah and i do it all the time everyone does it's that that i I qualify that in the same realm of missing like i said me me and you both (laughs) think about it all of us here with what we do with with primos we're in line of work where every every thing that we do whether it be a success or whether we have a screw up or a mistake you ever want to call it we don't hide that stuff you know so (laughs) so we're sitting there saying but i don't have a problem with that because it's same why i say i put that in the same category because you talk about you looking at the tracks and you end up walking in a food plot bumping a turkey you know who else has done that everybody Everybody. that's hunted turkeys ever they just don't talk about it you know and and then if you forget about it somebody will remind you in this group oh yeah (laughs) so i mean like it's not again i'm sure you wish you hadn't done that no but it is what it is and we've we've been back to that spot a couple of mornings to listen and have heard turkeys but they're on the neighbors kind of Mm -hmm. a little bit south of us and but we came back from that mishap, Lake and I just kind of turned around and walked off laughing, and we were coming back and coming down the highway on our in our Polaris, and Lake, I saw Lake just kind of do a double take with his with his head, and I was like, and, and I knew what he did because of where we were driving by. There's a huge bluff, and down at the bottom of this bluff is a, it looks like a food plot, but it's really just it's dead kudzu mm-hmm. with some with some volunteer wheat coming up, and. And you said, turn around. I think that was two strutters in there. And, man, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw a true strutter in a field in and around 
this part of the country. I felt like I'd seen a unicorn. <laughs> you did. Because you just you don't see that here. You really don't. You did, and we spun around, and sure enough, it was, what was it? It was it was 5 o'clock. It was late in the afternoon. Yeah. 4 or 5, somewhere yeah, in there. those two turkeys were, were heading north, uh, heading to where they normally roost. And we just looked at them because they wasn't on our property. Yeah, we, we couldn't hunt like, them. Wow, that's so cool. Look at these two strutting turkeys. So then we started contemplating on where we wanted to go next, and we wanted to go see if we could get on some turkeys that we messed with that morning. And then both of us were like, you know what? They're probably going to be in that area. I really don't want to go mess with them and all this wind. And I just made the comment, and I said, what about what about right across the street from the house? And we were like, yeah, let's go try there. And we pulled up. This time I stopped, what, 300 yards short of the food plot? Yeah, lesson yeah. learned quickly. <laughs> Quick lessons but learned. It was funny because where I stopped, I saw you look at me. You were like, why are we stopping here? You had that look on your face. I said, and I knew what you were thinking. That's why I said, I said, I'm going to stop short of the food plot. And I got out the buggy and crowed one time. Ah, just real loud and turkey gobbled up on the power line. And we both were like, that's a turkey. And that took from about what, I guess maybe 5.15. And it took about an hour and 10 minutes to do what we needed to do to get around that turkey. And one of the things that saved that hunt in my mind is you live here mm -hmm. on this place, um, and, and you're able to spend more time in and around it than the rest of it. I didn't even deer hunt that spot. But I do remember turkey hunting there last year with Will and Brad, mm -hmm. but, but vaguely remember there was a road there. So immediately when that turkey gobbled, you got on Onyx. Yeah. And you started looking at your map and looking at what it was, and like, yeah, there's a road back there, and it goes right into the power line. And we decided to try him right there where we were, not knowing what was between, between us and him. Yeah. We kind of had an idea of a, just a big thicket, and we messed with him for about 10 minutes, and he never would move. So that's when we decided to just make a huge move around him um, and come in from the highway, actually. Yeah. And we parked the buggy there, and you looked on Onyx again, and you said, man, if we go to this lane right here and just go down that lane, it meets up to the power line. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And we got there, and, and the good thing about it was he would answer a crow call. He was, it was a windy afternoon, and I think he was just trying to make his presence known because there was a big storm coming that night. Yeah, oh, he was lonesome. I firmly believe that because just like this morning, the turkeys that we were on this morning didn't gobble that much. Yeah. But you could hear a gnat poot for a country mile right now. It was so still. Calm, last two days. And those are the mornings that you think, gosh, they're going to rip the woods down, and they normally don't. To me, a lot of times they don't. It's usually those halfway windy days where they gobble more. I, whether that means something, as much as I've done it, it means something to me because I honestly believe on days like this, because I know the other day when we were hunting with Jordan, it was calm like this. And if you remember, that turkey was drumming so loud, and he was a good 150 yards from us in that yeah. bottom, and it sounded like he was 15 yards from us. And that turkey that you and I killed the other afternoon, because of that crow call and him answering that crow call allowed us to get within 150 yards of him. It was it was one of those deals that there's so many things you can pull from that hunt because like I'm trying to make sure that we got it like so when you shot the turkey it was what like five fifteen no I killed him six six fourteen or fifteen was it that late yeah, oh yeah yeah okay. I looked at my watch um so I'm so it was one of those deals and this just comes from having the opportunity to you know get on enough goblin turkeys mm -hmm. like you said when you when he gobbled and he was that responsive me and you both said at our first setup we're like if we can get to a spot that he can access mm -hmm. easily he'll come yeah you know he will come he yeah. will at least come you know we have a very solid chance at him and so or and, if not know where he's going to be for exactly morning, it was that late in the afternoon and to your like i said i do live out here but even that spot i'd been over there but not a ton no mm -hmm. no one had been over there a whole lot we didn't deer hunt over there much um and so it's that's right off the highway yeah yeah i mean and so that's why usually if everyone's listening to this podcast we know we're we're sponsored by onyx now when they came by when they came to us with that opportunity we're like this is a no-brainer because oh, onyx is something we use anyway mm -hmm. we used it before the sponsorship and so i was looking and we talked about we never hunted a place with this much topography on it and so i pulled up onyx immediately because I'd been over there before, but it had been a while. And so I was trying to see, all right, he's right here. This power line does this. There's enough roll in there. We can get right here, slip into these woods, have that rise between us and him. I mean, I was completely, we would go a little bit. I'd pull it out. I'd, I'd pull that topo map up again, and I would look. Because and he was on a high ridge. He was actually on the highest ridge on that piece of ground over mm -hmm. there. 
But I say that because, like, normally, if if they've been listening to these podcasts, we usually do, like, I'll cut in to each episode. And I'll be like, all right, I'm going to pause the conversation because i got to tell you about Onyx Hunt. I'm not going to do that in this episode because I always have to tell you about why we're happy about Onyx Hunt. You can explain in the mm-hmm. hunt of yours this past, yeah. <laughs> this oh, past yeah. no week, you no know, doubt. because we relied on that heavily to check at the topo lines. And even I was even again, I was like, the road should be right here. And if and it lined up perfectly, we snuck down that road. Mm-hmm. You were crow calling. I mean, you didn't overdo it at all. How many times do we crow call when we were moving to him? five or six? If that tops, yeah, we, tops. Because by the time we started at him from him at the highway where we parked the Polaris, till the time we sat down was probably a quarter mile. Yeah. If you did it in a straight line, and I'm going to say we would crow to him every time, about every hundred, hundred yards, yeah. 150 yards, just enough to know, okay, he's still there. Yeah. Because we wanted to be careful he didn't go to where we would just set up. Exactly. Because if he had done that. We the, the the game would have been over. We just had to wait till the next we'd have morning. felt real smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be talking about that hunt in this podcast. Yeah, or we would have. We'd have been. We would, we'd have just titled this the mishap That's episode. Right. That's right. Lake almost missed another one. You know, Troy spooks a gobbler, and then Lake and Troy get together and really mess up. A- <laughs> that, that, but that turkey was where he wanted to be. Um, yeah. And once we sat down, we didn't call to him until we sat down. We got set up. We felt comfortable that he would come up that road. Um, if he could even get to the road. And we didn't know that either. That was another thing. We didn't know how thick that power line was. And once we killed the turkey, we went out there and, and did a whole deal of showing where he was, where he came from. And I, I still in my mind think he had to fly across there. He, if he didn't, he if he had to walk through that, which I've seen him walk through that kind of stuff before, but it, it, it's not what you would typically see a turkey traveling no, through. I could tell you this. If I knew that that power line was that thick, and I knew that turkey was across that power line, I wouldn't hunt him from the other side. I would try to get over there where he's at because I would think there's no way he's coming across there. Mm. I would think of it as a barrier. Yeah. And we know sometimes a, 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 a ditch with two inches of water in it will hold him up. Yeah. And to look at that, I, I have to think he flew across it because of where he was up on that high res. All he had to do was just open his wings and pitch over yeah. there and sail across. He was just on that little knoll. Yeah. yeah. The thing that's that's – that's interesting though is because i can i can remember doing this when i was a kid i know people that do it now they'll they'll wander into a turkey that's that responsive that's wanting a hen that bad Mm -hmm. but the lesson to take is even if you find a turkey that wants a hen that bad if you're not in the right spot Mm -mm. he would have never come to where Mm -hmm. we set up first and maybe the next morning because he could pitch down to there you know maybe but that afternoon we would not have killed him that afternoon right there nope it was we knew that getting moving around making a loop on him where we sat was the easiest spot that we could get to for him to come and people and i've had people ask me that question how do you know is the right spot man sometimes you just walk through the woods and look at it and go this is the spot yeah and you know i'm going to say 35 percent of the time you pick the right spot um to me the honestly the spots that they that they really don't want to frequent they tend to come in a little nervous i know you've noticed that like the one with jordan yesterday that turkey had no problem with being in there. He actually came running up the bottom. Yeah. And you know how pretty it is where he came from. We actually were going to try to get down there, but the, the problem you have on that end of the woods is some of those, there's a bunch of little uh, sweet gums coming up. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes it a little bit thick in there, whereas in the wintertime it's wide open. So we just kind of backed up and sat right on the corner of that road. And, man, he come running up that bottom. And when he stepped out in that road and saw that decoy, he immediately went straight yeah. strutting. I'm like, oh, we got you. Yeah. We got you. And we was in the right spot. Mm-hmm. And that's that's so hard to to teach somebody because it's it's you know where that turkey was the other afternoon he was in the highest point across the road over there so he was he was the king of the mountain yeah he could probably see everything coming from around him in every direction and he could be as loud as he wanted to be and he was that sun gun was gobbling his brain he out. was ripping it yep I mean he was I mean as far as that goblin turkey you couldn't ask him to do anything mm-hmm. else he was he was letting himself be known because he wanted a hen he did and so that it's, that's what it, it's it's putting yourself where you're if you're in a turkey that's moving it's putting yourself in a route where he's already going yeah. sometimes that's what it takes or in this position putting we he wanted to hen bad enough we put ourselves in the easiest spot for him to get to we did. and for us it's so much different too because you're looking for a spot where you know you're going to be able to get good footage mm-hmm. um, there's those places that are good spots that we look at and go man we can't sit here because he's just going to pop up but when it comes to just killing them just hunting them wise that's a totally different scenario based on what we do. But so you got to put both those in the factor for us. 
versus just getting into a spot where he might pop his head up over a ridge and you kill him. Yeah, which I will say we've been faced with that this year because sometimes in this in this topography out here, mm-hmm. the only spot you have is a spot where yeah, they're just going to pop up. It you is. know, it is. So the other thing that I think is worth touching on on your hunt is one how you called to him and then his response Mm -hmm. because he did what we were hoping he would do you didn't hen yelp until we were set down you know because we we you know we'd croak all we knew he's still right there we sit down and that first yelp you made to him he did what we were hoping he would do he jumped all over it he did and then the second time i yelped at him i yelped and cut twice and he Mm -hmm. triple gobbled and then the next thing all i did was cluck like I was just a hen walking around because it was a big oak flat that we were on right yeah. there. And all I did was sounded like a hen sitting up there feeding on acorns right before she was going to fly up. Yeah. And he just, like, you and I both were sitting there. And when he finally went silent, I, I gave him about three minutes. And I yelped at him, nothing. I yelped again. I yelped and cut, nothing. And that's when you and I went, mm, he's coming. Yeah. And as a cameraman, that's the last thing you want mm-hmm. is a turkey that's been answering you, answering everything you do, and all of a sudden he goes silent. Then you're sitting there going, all right, which way do I point this camera? And yeah. Where is he going to come from? Yeah. Because normally by that time, you, that's when you start hearing. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, where is that at? Because you got headphones on. I can't hear like I used to. So I'm thinking where. And it was windy. I never did hear him drum. But when he when he popped up, I just saw his head come up over the ridge in that road. And I yeah. was like, there he is. And you could see him better than I could because you were higher than me. Yeah. But like you said, it, it's one of those. And we talked about this in the you know in the hunt afterwards yeah. and that but i've seen so many people mess you know mess up a hunt with that because they'll have a turkey that's like doing doing what this one was doing he's and gobbling listen, and you're and like he's so interested yeah. and then he stops gobbling and that your mind goes to did he leave did he go away do we need to move and so you don't give it long enough you stand up and you go to move and the next thing you know you hear the turkey put or you see him fly off that's or right. run off and you're like oh man and so how many times have you seen that to where he's gobbling and he goes quiet? A lot of times if he goes quiet, he's coming. He's coming. Which it's, in our situation, he went quiet because he, he was going, how am I going to get across this? I, I tend to look at it this way, and I've always said this several years into my little career, turkey hunting, 40-some-odd years. When he goes quiet, I feel like he's looking at me. Mm. That's how I think. I think that turkey's he's, he's looking this situation over. And that's when I just start using my eyes and my ears. Oh, yeah. And I just, I don't move. I just sit there and I, and, and you look for any little thing that's out of place that you were just looking at five minutes prior. I was, me, I, me, I felt like me and you were both doing it. Like when he went quiet, like I, I wasn't moving my head, but my eyes did not stop moving. <laughs> I was scanning everything because yeah. I was like, where's he at? Because I knew, I was like, he's got to be coming. Got I would, to be. I would love to have my, uh, I had a heart monitor on for two weeks prior to COVID. And I wish I'd have had that hot heart monitor on when those situations come about just to see what your heart rate goes to because immediately you start thinking, all right, where is he? I know he's right here. Where is he going to come from? Is he going to pop up to the left, to the right? Are we going to be able to get him on camera? It's, it's so much in 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 that situation, and he, he popped up in the perfect place. He did. Bless him. He did pop up in the perfect place. Um, like, And it's just – there's it's always – and that's why I like doing this. There's just so many things you can pick apart in those hunts just to what all made it work. But And we didn't call to him hardly, really hardly at, at all. No, you didn't have to. Didn't need to. Yeah. And, and and it was it was just windy enough to where he was close enough and being at that power line was between us and him when we would yelp down that road, it would hit that power line and carry enough. So you didn't have to get really loud for him to be able to hear you. So it was simple just all I was doing was simple three three note yelp. And then it's every now and then I go up. Just mm-hmm. one single old, like old hen, just walking around feeding. And then I, and that's when he triple gobbled. And I said, well, I'm going to leave him alone after yeah. that. Because he was, at that point in time, when he when he did that triple gobble, I'm thinking, he's either going to start looking for me and start gobbling, or he's going to come, one or the other. Which so is I'm, what I'm happened. I'm letting him make the next move. Because some, bless their souls, sometimes you do have those ones that gobble all the oh, way yeah. in. And yeah. those are... I, I, that when they do that it is nice yeah, because there's yeah. no guessing involved That's right. but you got to be prepared for them to do what that one did yep. you know because sometimes it's not even like a uh it, it they're they're just they're not thinking about gobbling anymore they're thinking about how quick can i get over there That's right you know and, and they know all the shortcuts it happened this morning with jimmy me jimmy and jordan um we we got on three turkeys that wasn't hardly gobbling the tree at all 
And then once they hit the ground, we made them gobble one more time. And then we got to where we thought we needed to be. And the turkey, gobbled, they gobbled again. And they were probably 150 yards from us. And we set up. Once we got set up, yelp, nothing, yelp, nothing. I had to cut to make them gobble. I cut and yelp, and they gobbled. And then we shut up. We just sat there and waited. And, and we all were like, okay, they're in the bottom. They're not coming. They hung up. I'm going to say five minutes went by. And I just just as soft because this morning it was quiet and they were like right there yeah and jimmy went from being like you know at ease to having his gun because <laughs> because he moves he moves so quick jordan even looked around his camera and went surely whatever was out there saw him but the turkeys were down <laughs> in the bottom <laughs> i mean it was one of those ah, when they gobbled jimmy just went from you know sleeping the wide awake yeah it's, it's pretty cool and gun at the ready oh my god how many times has that happened to you, you yeah know? and for me one of the things that just like this morning when we were messing with those turkeys i kept when you got when you got a turkey gobbling like that the, the thing that i'm expecting to hear is another turkey come from somewhere else mm -hmm. that's what i was waiting for either here spitting and drumming coming from behind us or another turkey pick up and come out of the bottom because how many times has that happened man it happens a lot especially yeah. if you when you got multiple turkeys or you happen to get on some turkeys that really aren't gobbling a lot and then you get them fired up, and then everybody starts getting fired up. Oh, the, co the up commotion yeah. starts, you know, yeah. yeah. I've seen that happen plenty of times. But that didn't happen this morning. Jimmy didn't kill one. They, we had them at about 52 yards, and we saw one turkey. One of the gobblers was coming, and I think it was a, a lesser of the two because there was two of them that were doing all the gobbling. And um, he came up there, looked the situation, overturned around, and went back with the other two, and the other two stayed in the bottom. So yeah. we, we kind of know where they are. You do too because you and Brad hunted in there a couple of days about a week ago. They're a little bit further to the north than, than they have been. So um, I'm debating on going back in there this afternoon. Uh, as quiet as it is, I hate to really yeah. mess with them because uh, I know tomorrow we're going to have a short window of an opportunity to hunt because of the rain that's coming. But you and I both know, um, just like my turkey the other afternoon, we had a huge front coming through, rain and storm coming. So I'm hoping um, if we can get in there in the morning and get them to gobble and, and get a little bit closer to them, I feel like we might have a better chance in the morning at least knowing that they're there now yeah mri yeah. is always a good thing for me for sure me and uh me and will got close yesterday morning um kind of a similar deal he gobbled and uh we we moved on him a few times and the last move that we made he had gobbled from the same spot like three or four times mm -hmm. and the whole t from the moment we sat down the first time he gobbled we thought he, he cut a lot of distance quick and so mm -hmm. me and will were like we need to sit down right here but then when he hung up even at the first setup, me and Will's discussion was, man, I wish we could get right there. <laughs> and uh, That extra 10 yards always makes you feel good. Yeah, and so we ended up, when he gobbled from like the third time in the same spot, we were like, I think we can get there. So we sit down, and we get everything set, and Will's like, you good? I said, yeah. And he yelps, and, we, you know, yelp, you know, let the turkey know, hey, we're closer, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I was expecting him to be maybe a little closer, still in the same spot. He gobbles, and he's within 100 on the other side of the hill. And we're like, I mean, he he went from there to he must have closed He's distance coming, too. Yeah. And when he, I mean, he gobbled, I could hear his chest thumping. One of those, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking any second I'm gonna see him. You know, me and Will both that that happened. We didn't have to say anything to one another. I I like me and you the other day. We both mm -hmm. were just scanning, waiting yeah. to see him pop up. Waited, 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 waited. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Will finally, I see him slip his hands down, pick his slate back up, and he yelps really soft. He gobbles. He's back where he was. We're like, oh, come on, man. You happen, you happen to know that turkey pretty personal. I think I do. <laughs> How I, many times has he done that to us in the last I, 10 days? I mean, I, that's what I told Will. I was like, I think I know this turkey. You never know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that's, that, yeah, we've tangled with him before. We have yet to give him a name, and I don't want to give him a name. No. I think if you give him a name, they come dang near impossible to kill. You know, you know what's amazing? I'm just listening to, to you and I, our conversation right now. We're, we're not talking about all the turkeys we've killed. We're talking about the struggles that we had with them. <laughs> no, and I'm serious. Yeah. And, and here's why I'm bringing that up. So I'm I'm sitting out there this morning. I got a friend of mine that lives in Madison. You know Tim Tillerson. He's a friend of mine. He's mm -hmm. a police police officer there in Madison. And I introduced him to turkey hunting last year. Him and his son. So what he's learned in a year, um, he's out hunting on his own right now. So he texts me this morning. He says, "I got on three this morning. They flew down seventy yards, gobbled three times, started coming." gobble one more time and then they shut up and now they're hung up and i texted him back i said huh seems like the same turkeys i'm hunting 
And to him, when, when, to hear that from me, he was like, so what are you going to do? Now he's asking me what I'm going to do about my turkeys because he's trying to figure out what he's going to do about his. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's looking for this magical answer. Yeah. I don't have it. Because yeah. if that was the, if that was a if that would if I'd have that magical answer, I'd be sending you a picture of my turkey in the text rather yeah. than the text. So I finally, I guess about an hour and a half later, he texts me back. He says, "So what happened?" I said, "I don't know. I never heard him again." He says, "Me either, but I'm circling around to see where they're at." Yeah. And he says, "What are you going to do?" I said, "I'm going to the camp." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? Well, I mean, it's it, it. We don't kill them every time we go. That's what, well, like again, it, it's almost comical to me now because again we talked about this in the last podcast i wish i wasn't i wish i didn't face this certain struggle but starting two years ago i had that deal in the midwest where i missed two turkeys in missouri and then iowa and then barely killed that third one right i missed one turkey last year in mississippi and then now last week i had all that conundrum and so i'm at this point i'm like you know people should probably start to expect some misses out of me <laughs> but <laughs> You know, I guess it's it, it's a credit to, to to what you know the what Wilbur built behind the brand that Primos is. It's when every time, like I put out there that I did some missing, I had some people message me. They're like, "Man, it makes me feel good that you missed one too yeah. because I've missed so and so." I'm like, "Look, dude, look, I'm just a guy that loves to turkey hunt that that landed a really cool job with a really great brand, and I get to work with some really great people, and yeah. I've gotten to learn a lot under some really, you know, turkey hunters that are way better than me. You know, when I'm around guys like you and Will and Brad and Jimmy, I'm still, like, I'm trying to be like a sponge, man. I'm trying to, like, soak in because yeah. y'all have all been doing it longer than me and Jordan have. So, yeah, But we he, learn from each other. Yeah. Sometimes we overthink it being uh, old veterans, if you want to call it, and, you know, you, get, you look back at things that worked time and time again, and – I had somebody tell me one time, I think you and I talked about this. I had a, a friend of mine, he doesn't he doesn't turkey hunt. He's a deer, a little bit of a deer hunter. Loves a duck hunt, but he, he, he says turkey hunt, and he says, ah, oh, they all look the same. And I looked at him, and I said, man, nobody loves a duck hunt more than me. I said, but every greenhead looks the same. And he's like, mm, yeah, but turkey hunting, I mean, it's gobble, gobble, cluck, cluck, boom. I'm like, mm. I said, you ain't never done it. So I took him one time, and, and I made sure that I took him on a turkey hunt that it wouldn't be like, Yep, yep, gobble, gobble, click, boom kind of hunt. Yeah. I just wanted him to, to deal with a turkey that, and we mess with this turkey all day. Yeah. And he's like, that night, i like, what do you think? He says, you got a rifle? <laughs> I said, see, you ain't been doing this but a day, and you already want to bring a rifle out. I said, it's frustrating, isn't it? He says, oh, my gosh. He said, I had no idea. He said, that, he said you sure them things can't smell? Mm. I said, sometimes I believe they can. I don't know. But the bottom line is, is, we, we all learn from each other in this and look no, no no one person knows no more than any other person outside of the person that may own the property that you're hunting yeah and can tell you in my experience here's what's worked here here's how i feel what the animals are doing on my piece of property other than that you're dealing with a creature that lives there 365 days a year and that's why i made a mention a little while ago when that turkey the other afternoon when he quit gobbling and was coming into me and you immediately i start looking for things that i didn't recognize five minutes prior mm -hmm. and to me i'm like is that him no what's that nope that's not him and like because them joe you know how they are they'll walk up there and stand there like a statue and not freaking move mm -hmm. and then the minute you bat an eye and they got you they gone me and i got cracked up talking on the phone to keith polk the other day because me and i mean me and keith talk all the time but i'm sure you've got buddies like this like me and keith's friendship started over turkey hunting right. so our contact always picks up during turkey season because we're always telling each yeah, other turkey yeah. stories and uh i was telling him about i can't remember how we got on the subject but he said the term it's like a turkey he said i've a turkey to do like the houdini you oh yeah he said you're looking kind of like you're in a situation like where are they at where are you at and all of a sudden the turkey's like abracadabra and they're <laughs> they're, yeah. they're just yeah. there you're like huh. <laughs> where'd you come it. from they will do it. i'll tell you what's amazing elk will do that Mm -hmm. That's an 800-pound animal that yeah. will just walk up there and you go, where'd that come from? And like you, I said. You've seen that. Oh, yeah. But it's like <laughs> that's how that's how a lot of turkeys get spooked because, again, and I said you watch people see a lot of TV shows where the turkey just runs in gobbling the whole way. And I wish they'd all do that sometimes, yeah. but they don't. No, you know, no. like you'll just be sitting there and you got to be not moving and scanning with your eyes because they will just – Boom, they're there. I look at it this way. I always try to put it in perspective of human beings. Think, think about being, think about here where you live. Let's say one day you come home from work and you come in here and you hear something that just ain't right and you're thinking, somebody's in my house. Yeah. 
you just ain't going to walk up in here like some wild maniac and just come. You're going to slip around. You're going to sneak around. And if you hear them moving still, you're going you're gonna to find your comfort spot and wait on them mm-hmm. and see what their next move is. And that's what they do. That's all they do. Even though we sound, even though we think we sound like the greatest hand in the world, to them, that's a different sound. Because mm-hmm. I still, in my mind, I still believe they can tell the difference in each individual turkey oh i believe they can i I mean i believe they can look at a turkey and tell the difference i'm pretty sure chamberlain did research on that talking about talking about how they how they but they because ashley and i talked about that when she went to georgia with us and so yeah they can distinguish different hens and who do what but yeah it's man there sometimes i wonder though and, and if they do think that and i know they do Sometimes I wonder if I'm sounding like a hen that they really don't like, because most of the time they're not coming to me. They go no. <laughs> well, I thought about it before before I'd you know I'd heard uh, Dr. Chamberlain talk about that. Me and uh, we were on a hunt in Alabama, and Bob Walker was there, and um, we were one day one day we got on a turkey, and for some reason, and like I'm not trying to pump, this is just what happened. I'm not trying to pump myself up at all that one turkey would not hand, and we've seen this before different oh, calls yeah. but that it one day he wouldn't answer anything but my mouth call mm-hmm. and after it was over bob was like he said i'm convinced when that happens they that sounds that sounds like a turkey that they're familiar with mm-hmm. that's what he thinks he's oh, yeah. and I so because how many times have you seen that happen you're all, like one all the time just about you could be on a turkey Especially and, when you hunt with a couple of people together mm-hmm but you get on a turkey and all of a sudden you pull out your box call and they jump all over mm-hmm. it, you know, and it makes sense, but they're it's shifty. A, it's, a, it's an incredible, it's an incredible time of the year to do this and, and to know that when God spoke this bird into existence and whether it evolved into what it is based on what he made it the very first time I still in my eyes he spoke it into existence and 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 said the word and knew what this bird was going to mean to so many people and to know just like which his name's trying to do what he's going to do today mm-hmm. or in the next 36 hours after he kills the first one and to know what the NWTF does, has done and, and organizations that have tried and done their very best to be good stewards and 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 it still amazes me that that an animal that we have no control over where they are what they do how they do it we try to understand and we do all the research we can to know their habits but we'll never know their habits to a t we understand it we get it and i think technology has allowed us to kill a lot more whether it be deer elk turkeys or whatever to understand the rut the breeding habits the feeding habits and all that stuff and the vocalization but if it if it was that easy and it was meant to be we'd kill every one of them mm-hmm. and it just ain't gonna happen i think that's part of the draw of it that is the draw because it's like it's a ch- it's a huge challenge i'm sure that it, i lose sleep at night <laughs> i think like for me and i'm sure you're the same way i think it's all are i try to learn as much like we're talking about turkeys right now i try and love to learn as much about turkeys as i possibly can Mm -hmm. whether it be about hunting them whether it be about conserving them their habits what they eat what they do i like learning as much as i can i love to but it's also part of me likes knowing that no matter how much i learn i'll never know everything about them and it's, I, it's and, like trying to understand the Bible. And, and I'm okay with that. You that's know, right. that, that's part of the draw. It's that's like, right. I'll never completely understand them. That's right. And, and it, wasn't meant, it wasn't meant for us to understand, yeah. to understand it all. Because if that was the case and we understood it all, and where would the, where would the game be? Where would the challenge yeah. be in it? It's kind of, yeah. that's, why I don't, that's why I'm afraid to play golf. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would be frustrated all the time. I'd probably miss a lot of putts. But no, you'd be the guy. You'd be just like I was when I played a couple of times. I'd be looking at all them lakes, actually fishing. That's what I did <laughs> when I worked at Marcel Cuz and Bill Sugg took me to play golf one time, and I got off what I got off at nine. I told him pick me up at eighteen. I got some fishing poles in my bag. Mm. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Um, we've got everybody up at Cudsey right now. Everybody you, myself, is. Wilbur, Brad, yeah. Jimmy, Jordan, and. Uh, what time is it? It's one forty-six. We'll probably be heading out for the afternoon hunt here before long. But well, here's here's what I'm. I, I need to help, need you to help me figure out. So mm-hmm. last week, me, you, and Jordan were here, mm-hmm. and 
we we were doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Wilbur, Jimmy, and Brad show up. We can't kill nothing. Yeah, yeah. I see a pattern here. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not boasting or doing anything. But I. I don't. I don't know. I do know this. Um, when you hunt with them, you tend to. You tend to want to let them make the decisions because they've all we've they've all done it a little bit longer than us or, or a lot longer than us should should we say, and and you tend to like. You don't want to say let's go here because you know if you if that's not a good decision they're gonna give you heck for the rest of the week so you let them make the decisions, and right now I'm not liking their decisions. <laughs> Either way, but uh, I don't know. It'll be an entertaining week to say the least. It's gonna be. We got some rain coming tomorrow, which is gonna slow us down a little bit, probably for a day. Just depends. I know Brad's got some stuff he's got to do, and I think Jimmy's got some stuff he's got to do. But you know what happens when everybody gets a fistful of it and they decide to go back to work or do a few things that's when they leave me you and jordan here by ourselves and yeah things happen well the turkeys will maybe go back to acting right and then jimmy will think we were gar harling him the whole time that's <laughs> exactly usually what he'll say yeah but uh anyhow so guys i, th- I hope y'all enjoyed the conversation um again trying to think oh things to hit on the Wilbur Primo Signature Turkey Vest yeah. is now available finally got uh, in. check it out at major retailers or at primos.com uh, check out the Primo's YouTube channel. New stuff coming in there all the time. Uh, Onyx Hunt app. I know we talked about that. Like I said, the, the your hunt was, I mean, you couldn't oh, yeah. get, I mean, I'm not yeah. lying. How, I was constantly topo we we Onyx. Walk, you, were, you were walking around with the phone in your hand. I'm like, how far before we get to that tur- curve in the road? And you were like, mm, boop, boop. 250 all right let's just keep going it's so incredibly useful so the onyx hunt app use the promo code primos 20 save 20 percent off your onyx hunt membership and again check out what john casmus is doing in the under 36 he's trying to break the world record for the grand slam and he's doing it all to raise money for the nwtf did he start hunting today yes okay so he's in alabama today yeah yeah i believe he's not not sure believe he's already killed his turkey in alabama pretty sure um, but you guys, if you want to follow along with that, um, you can do that as well. It's for a good cause. Uh, we'll leave you with that. Thank yeah. y'all for listening. As it's always, been fun, buddy. Oh yeah. As always, we'll see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.